Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I'm one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. And this episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions LLC. What up? What up? And of course, the one and only FanDuel Sportsbook, baby. If you've been betting on the Red Sox lately, you've been making some fucking money. Maybe not today, Thursday, as they got fucking spanked. But sign up. At fanduel.com slash Boston. Get in on the fun. Start making some money. The Red Sox are starting to look a little bit better. We talked about it last week. Plenty to still bet on even without hockey. It might not be as exciting. Plenty to bet on. You can bet on for if the first pitch of a MLB game is going to be a striker ball, over-unders, all that good shit, the spread, you know, the usual. So make sure you sign Australia, up. Australian Hockey League's coming up. Australian Hockey League's going on. There you go. I'm going to the Revs Saturday, so you can bet on that. Fucking, I'll, I'll be betting on that. I'll, I'll probably take a few prop bets to make it a little bit more exciting for me because, again, it is the MLS. But I'll be having some fun with that. I have been. I've been making a little. I made a little bit of money off the Red Sox this week. I finally, excuse me, defeated my uh, cold streak, but I'm back to being cold. So nothing's new there, but... FanDuel's making a lot of money off me, so good for them. Great <laughs> great app. It's not going to stop me from using them, but that's your silver to my brother from another mother, my other half, my co-host. Brett, what's going on, buddy? Not much, dude. How you doing? Just I should, chilling out here. I should follow up with the other half with like something else because people are going to, I mean, nothing wrong with that, but people are going to, I might, I might end up cock-blocking you. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it is what it is, dude. You are my other half at this point. Yo, we're we're work husbands. Come on, dog. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's Come got on, a work husband, work work wife, and that's how it is for us. But yeah, pod pod husbands, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or you know? at the end, maybe maybe the darker hours of the night fuck buddies, but who knows? We'll see. Well, yeah, that's you you get tripodsky in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen, the three of us in the room. <laughs> you throw him in there, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. With his wrench hitting the table. <laughs> Shoot too many sunny D's, you might get a lot of D. But especially if it's coming from Tripodsky himself, which has another phenomenal Bobby's Corner this week. So make sure you you, uh, stay to listen to that. It's about 14 minutes long. Fucking fantastic. But we were talking about this last week. We were kind of just teasing like, um, you know, kind of joking around, kind of half joking around. But we were kind of like, you know, I'm sure we'll have some stuff to talk about next week. And we certainly do. There's 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 some. Word on the street. There's a lot of speculation. We got a lot to break down this episode. So not not a lot of. I mean, I think last week we said we were just gonna like take like 
30 40 minute recording end up being like an hour and a half so good for us there that's that's the usual for us. (laughs) yeah that's the usual so buckle up for a nice long one we're gonna keep you guys entertained as much as possible but we got some we got some stuff to talk about some stuff that surfaced on twitter uh as far as Bruins news and just NHL news. Every time this type of season like comes up, like, you know, week after this cup's been given out or week before, uh, I guess trade deadline's a little different. It's kind of like a month before, but it it, it always reminds me of that scene from Wedding Crashers when he's like, uh, he goes in, he calls him into his office and he like pretends to be all serious. And then he's just like, it's wedding season. Yeah, like, dude, yeah, I got, yeah. I got that same vibe right now. It's just like, <laughs> it's trade season, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Like, no, you know, it is. All, I mean, all the feral trade uh, junkies, just like me are out. Like they're dude, my, my DMS are broken every day. Like every day I run out of DMS because like I'm DM <laughs> people so much about this stuff. So it's yeah. an exciting time of the year. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be hurt by the way the team looks next year, but this yeah. is a this is a really big uh, cap crunch business year for Don Sweeney and Co. I think this kind of puts a big staple on his whole uh, career as a GM, just because this is probably his finest task that he's had to do yet, especially with some of the news that we heard earlier yesterday, I guess. But um, yeah, we were kind of saying that last week too. Like, we're gonna see what Donnie's made out of, and I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. I I really am excited for that. Especially, especially whichever with, way it goes, you know. With Evan Gold getting a promotion to like, he's he was always the assistant GM capologist guy, but like now he's like the legit assistant GM because he's the GM of the Providence Bruins. Yeah. Um, Mark and them talk about that a lot, or I've talked about that uh, on end to the black and gold podcast over on the BNG network. So make sure you go check all their stuff out. They're always talking uh, Providence Bruins stuff and pr- prospect stuff, but um, I, I think it's Mark, gonna... Mark is actually going to uh, development camp. No, was it rookie oh. development camp, whatever the hell it's called? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's in in Buffalo. No, it it won't be. So I think it's. I gotta. I'm pretty sure you're talking about development week. Development week, yeah. Sorry, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not the. I was talking about the prospects challenge. You're talking about development. Yeah, pro. Yeah, no development week. Uh, it's it's in Boston normally. Yeah, I think it's just after the Fourth of July or during it, something like that. Um. So that'll be cool. So you got to give him a follow, obviously the podcast and all that. So you can, we'll be getting into something like we'll be getting into that later when we talk about younger players. uh, Yeah. Because the podcast towards the end before we, well, we're going to actually separate this conversation of our topics. Uh, We're going to throw Bobby right in the middle there. So stay tuned for that. Like I said, but towards the end of the pod, well, we will be talking the young bucks. So stay tuned for that. If you're, if you're interested to hear our thoughts and, uh, this we I think it's safe to say we have a lot of thoughts on it. We've kind of talked about it numerous times, but I think one of the more important topics we should and need to lead off with is Pluto Shinzawa. I think I said his last name right. Uh, kind of wrote of the a, athletic of, of the athletic wrote a piece. Basically. I actually bought the athletic just to read this piece. That's how serious. <laughs> that's how serious I was about this, dude. I'm not even yeah. joking. Yeah, he. If do you have the quote? I, I have the whole uh, uh, article. Hold on, let me pull up. Yeah, let, basically, let me pull up my Bergeron and Krejci news. So if you if you live under a rock for some reason, have or obviously been off uh, Twitter or whatever. 
Yo, actually, while you're looking that up, it. a quick note, just just a quick note from the Board of Governors. Uh, Elliot Friedman tweeted this out 10 minutes mm-hmm. ago. Teams will not wear specialty jerseys and warm-ups next season. So, ah, you knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah, the writing was you on the wall. You knew that was coming. That's so sad as a fucking... I get it, but also, like, why it's are we... Why are we doing the national national anthems before games then? Like half the fucking players are European anyways. Half the players fuck majority of the players on um Vegas were Canadian and in the cup final were Canadian and you didn't hear the fucking Canadian national. Yeah, I always, I, always... I get why you do it. I just think like let's just st- if we're going to stick to sports and you're going to do stuff like that, then let's just stick to sports. If you're going to do stuff like that, I feel like you should just for every, no matter where the arena is, like because like I in, hate to be this guy. Sing both anthems if you're gonna sing the anthems. I mean, let's be but real. Then you, like, let's go Sweden too. We have. I know Sweden. A quarter of our team's Ru- check in Sweden. Russia. Yeah, Ru- like Russia, not Russians, but Russia. Like I mean, obviously, I it would be a lot of backlash if you're singing their national anthem lately. But and you know, as like, as they should. You know, people of the LGBT plus community, um, people of um, different racial descents, like, why are we doing military night stuff then? You know what I mean? Like, that's the first thing that they're going to go to. And they kind of have every right to ask that question because it's like, well, you're going to take away my special night. But like, you know, you're only telling one person that I don't know. I It's going to be really interesting, but there's going to be a lot of backlash. I don't want to like. I don't know. That just so, that just sucks. Yeah. It sucks either way, is what I'm just trying to get at. Like, I'm not trying to say I'm on one or either side because I I get I devil's advocate. I understand both sides, but you know, I I just I think it's a step backwards personally. No, I I agree too. It just not a not only in hockey, but as a society, really. It's I think it's yeah. kind of chicken shit move of Batman, but you kind of saw it coming. Uh, this kind hockey. of it's it's funny it is pride month because this does go into like hockey is for everyone and like yeah that's a, a term so, that's coined for Batman did you know, say the, sorry to cut you off Batman did no, say no, no. like they're gonna keep um theme nights will stay so like there will be the theme nights you know but they won't wear right etc but we'll stay jerseys will still be sold but they will not wear them in warm-ups so that's really it. So, like, you can still buy the jerseys. They will still celebrate those theme nights, but it just the players will not be wearing them during warm up. So it's yeah, it's kind of Batman and the NHL giving in to certain just, people, I guess. Right? I don't know, man. It's 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 tough either way. I'm sorry, I just found the article and the quotes and stuff, but um, yeah, I I don't really want to dive too much into this. Yeah, really we try and stay out of this side of it. It's big news, so uh, you guys obviously know where we stand. If you want to, if you want to know my opinion on it and talk about it and have an honest conversation about this type of stuff, just DM me. I'm cool with stuff like that, but like you would for our would podcast, back and forth on Twitter than just hearing you guys hearing our thoughts and yeah. not able to. Because we all need to get a more educated about everything, right? It's not just, you know. And I think for the most part, people know where we stand with 
a majority. Yeah, like yeah, we're pretty ne- neutral people. We're pretty easygoing. You know, we love love is love. Uh, right, fucking man. everyone's welcome. You know, like we've always had that stance. It's just uh, uh, as a society, it's a this is a black eye for our sport, and yeah. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a shitty situation. money bullshit. But yep. okay, so Fluta Shinzawa Shinzawa article that, about Bergeron and Krejci. Okay, we're back on the rails. No clarity on Bergeron and Krejci. Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci have yet to declare their plans for twenty three twenty four. One teammate who requested an an anonymity. There it is. I knew there was going to be a word. I fucked up in this anonymity. And anonymity, yeah, yeah that's good enough. Misha, yeah. Misha, come at me for it. In the, yeah, and I'm an That's yeah. how I say it. Because of the respect of Bergeron and Krejci, told the Athletic, he's not counting on either of them being back next year, regardless of whether Bergeron and Krejci continue continue to retire. The Bruins must carry their point four point five million dollar overage penalty into twenty three twenty four because of performance bonuses. Um, if they retire and the Bruins do not bring in outside center help, Mark McLaughlin, Chad Beecher, and Georgie McCuloff, who many have said Georgie McCuloff would probably be a better winger in the NHL, are among prospects who will be under considerations for full-time NHL duty. Another thing very interesting about this, we just saw a team learn from the Bruins' mistake on this. The Montreal Canadiens signed Sean Monaghan to like a $1.75 million contract for one year. And everyone thought that contract was going to be bonus-laden. And the reason it wasn't was because the Bruins and what we are stuck with in almost $5 million in cap space being tied up for next year because of bonus overages, because we went for it, you know, and we we tried to put out the best team uh, possible every night pushing the cap. Like I said, Evan Gold and Don Sweeney did exactly what they could. But you see, Monahan. Every everyone's like, everyone's like, why did why did Sean Monahan get a fifteen thousand dollar bonus? Like that's so random. Fifteen thousand dollar bonus for like five games or something like that. Well, the reason is because a a team that you say Sean Monahan does pretty good next year, and you want to trade him at the trade deadline for some assets because the the relationship has obviously gone well with them, and they've liked how or he's liked how the Montreal Canadiens have rehabbed his situation. Well, why wouldn't you split that one point seven five and half? and send it to a team. Now the team getting him doesn't have to pay the bonus overages because it's $15,000 and the Montreal Canadiens are paying it. So it's like there's teams already learning from the Boston Bruins' mistake on this. It We were backed up against the wall and there was nothing else we could do. I think we both agree over that. Like you would take these bonus overages all day if it meant I think the Bergeron only thing, and Krejci coming back. Really correct. You know? I, I think if, if looking back at it, Krejci had a good season. Don't get me wrong. But I think they would maybe think twice about bringing Krejci back, and well, but would have ro- would have rolled with Zaka at two C. Let me play but, devil's advocate. Zaka didn't show out until Portland. January. Yeah, he didn't. It took him a you little. You didn't know you had that. You thought I, he was going to be a he winger. Essentially, would have flipped Coil and Zaka. Zaka more so as a three C and kind of maybe flip flop him and Frederick time of. to time. Yeah, like. But you had no kind Marshawn. of develop you on had the no, there. You had no Marshawn. You had no Charlie McAvoy. Uh, you had no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you needed scoring power. But Krejci was a beast in the first couple months. He came in flying. Remember, everyone's like, "Bro, he played with." 
plumbers and fucking garbage guys Dude, last year. Ph- like what? He was yeah, he was phenomenal, and then he got that injury. He came back Cross probably a little to too neck. soon. Yeah, probably came back a little too soon. And then it probably took him, I would say, another month to get going after returning from that injury. And then he kind of caught a little bit of a hot streak again. And then game seven, baby. Run. Then he got hurt towards the end of the season. Then uh, in the playoff run, he had four points in four games. So, Which is know, all I, we really saying... could have asked out of him for how banged up he's. it sounded like he was all year. Four points and like two or three of them being in game seven is pretty fucking good. I think out of the million or three in the end, you're paying, you paid him $3.5 million. I just kind of wish they took like a million or a half a million less to help the guys out. But I don't think they realized that they were going to be up the, against the cap continuously every day until the end of the season. I, I, like I, I, I don't, I, they should have forced Krejci's hand. Just be like, Hey, if you want to come back on this team, um, you're only going to get a million dollars and no bonuses, you know. I think it was the respect thing that enticed yeah, him to come back. I right? mean, you got to show the guy respect. He's done so much for the Bruins organization. Like, he's he also he's, left his family for a year. That was probably like part of, like, hey, I got to leave my kids for a fucking year to come win a cup with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. they stayed in like South Carolina, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he still even had his Carolina plates when he was driving around Boston and shit. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah, but it was just it was just a thought. It's like you know, maybe in the back of their minds, they wish they could have saved themselves a little bit more by maybe riding with Krejci and Boyle. What saved I us mean, was getting um, rid of Riley's. Con- what would have saved us was getting rid of Riley's contract last summer. <sighs> I know. And you knew they were trying to move him at the trade deadline. And, and maybe you know, they had a couple good. takers that they didn't go on because McAvoy was hurt or Grizzlick was hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. there was offers last summer. It's not like Riley had a bad year last year. He finished it pretty strong under Cassidy. No, he, he did. And it, I don't know. It's just, it's unfortunate position for Mike Riley. I Dude. think he can be a service to someone somewhere. But like it's just you, I think one of the bigger regrets too is just not moving him when you could have. I'm sure maybe they couldn't have. You know, we we don't truly know. I have a hunch that they maybe could have, and then you can take care of some of that bonus overage this season and it doesn't carry over. But what do I know? No, and an, another interesting thing that was posted today was a Bruins cap space. Um, at Bruins Cap Space, really good follower, uh, really insightful, always updating Cap Space after trades and signings and stuff like that. He post, I posted um a quote tweet of it saying that I don't think people realize like this is this could be potentially what's going on in the in like everyone always says Bruins are in on everything, in on everything, and it's like, well, yeah, we're a competitive team that's trying to, like, compete for a cup. If a good player is up for grabs, it's the same thing as Vegas does, right? But then there's a flip side of this where it's like, well, why aren't we hearing anything? And I don't think we're hearing stuff right now. Well, we are hearing bits and pieces because I've told you stuff, and there's stuff that's kind of trickled out, like Elliot Freeman confirmed Bertuzzi and Hathaway are a priority for Boston, stuff like that. But every july 1st you like the your contract year is up right so you, your no movement clause might change your no team list might change all that stuff forbert goes from an eight team no trade clause 
to a three-team no-trade clause on July 1st. All Marcos from no-movement clause means he gets to pick wherever he wants to go to a 16-team no-trade clause. Hall goes from a 16-team no-trade clause to a 10-team no-trade clause. <laughs> Pasternak's no-movement clause kicks in for the first year, which is good. <laughs> and uh, Marshawn's got a 15-team no-trade clause. Um, I know this is so off the cuff and not part of our plan at all, but if Bergeron and Krejci don't come back, you trade Hall for cap space to sign Bertuzzi, and you're kind of sitting there with Brad Marshawn, Jake DeBrus, these players part of this old crew that are only have a year or two left on their deal. Are you looking to unload and retool? Or do you think we stand pat and do everything you can, maybe flop, for I know things we're going to talk about later, but maybe flop flop Forbert's cash for a low, like a middle middle not or middle six, sorry center, um and and let Zaka take more on responsibility. Coil, you know, you can see that he's stepped up recently in the past, especially with young players. Like I don't know, I'm just like it's a quick thought. I just want like a quick answer. Do you think they should? Exp- uh, it would be, it wouldn't be bad if or sorry, it wouldn't. Don Sweeney wouldn't be doing his job if he like listened to calls on Marshawn, but do you think he should be like sending notes back? Like, well, we'd take this instead of this. I think you have to sell high on a guy like Marshawn. And even though he didn't have the season that we all anticipated and he came back from double hip surgery, I think you have to sell high on a guy like Marshawn just because of what his AAV is at, the kind of player he is. Like the guy's a fucking gamer. You know what he can bring to your team night in and night out, even when he's not producing, like he's still competitive as fuck. Like he's typically great in his own zone. You know, sometimes he makes mistakes. Everyone fucking does, but I, um, it was noted as like the best left winger in hockey. I saw a couple days ago on Twitter by a couple, like people were ranking left wingers. I kept seeing Marshawn at the top. It's yeah. the thing too. Like, I'm not saying go out and trade Marshawn. Cause I think Bergeron's coming back, even with the reports we heard. But, like, if you don't have a fucking one or two C, and, like, yeah, Zaka is definitely a two C, uh, obviously a three C, and Coyle maybe could play up in the lineup. But if you're looking to go get, like, a legit one A or one B C for a year, like, is like is it even worth it? Or do you, like, or do you sell as high as you possibly can on Jake DeBrusque? No, I get- because I think you have to have a core that you build around, and I get it that you have Lindholm, McAvoy, potentially Swayman. I uh, I want DeBrus to be a part of that core. Yes, he's like that's not one of my eyes. Yeah, I like. I think you re. I think you work on an extension July first, DeBrus. That's the boat I'm in. I know a lot of people would trade him because he's got a high value or whatever. But if you have to trade somebody to keep Bertuzzi, I I'm I'm trying to trade Hall. But anyways, I just wanted to put that out there as. Something very interesting and maybe why we haven't heard very much Bruins news yet is, well, maybe it's because, you know, Forbert needs to resubmit his team list and he has until a certain date to do so. And, you know, what if one of the teams that you... By the way, I'm in I'm in the camp of not trading Martian unless yeah. you can sell... High, like, if you want to get into the top 15... Uh, of this first round draft, of or this... you're getting a kid like Byfield back or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like because like Marshawn's got a low true... cap hit, and you could yeah. eat money on it too. No, not like, someone... you could get a haul. You, you could. I think you can sell like 
It'd be got, a first, a fucking A level prospect, you got a Allmark, B level prospect. Allmark, Grizzlick, Marshan. Those are three guys I think you can sell high on. You know, all you might as well balls, dump if you're all gonna... as well. Yeah. Like if you're tr- truly selling, going to look to sell house, you, you can, and you can get a pretty good return for a majority of those guys. If not actually for all those guys, you could get a phenomenal return and, you know, maybe Grizzlick know. is at the bottom of that list, but I think you can get a pretty decent return on that. Pretty, uh, really de- good return on that, actually. But I'm not in that camp. I am no, no Boston no. Bruins. At the end of the day, like you, you do not, you, you do not. I'd be more willing to trade Lee Sell in our 2075 fucking first first of one C than I would be to. Let, let me ask you this: since you brought up Lysel, Lysel or Lori, who are you keeping? Gun to the head, if you had to trade away one of them. It depends. Am I getting Hannafin in a side deal? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Let's, uh, let's, say, let's say you have, uh, to, hypothetically speaking, you have to package them in with a Lindholm and Hannafin deal. This is my thing. If you're thinking about keeping guys like Bertuzzi and DeBrusque and Hall, like, where's Lee Sell going to go? Like, one of Lee Sell, Merkulov, like these wingers, one where that's going to take up this third line wing position potentially for the future. And I'd imagine, yeah, I'd imagine not this season, but the following season, you possibly probably see Lysel on the third line center role so or like where, uh, right winger role. Yeah. So, so then like, let's say hypothetically, not this upcoming year, but the next, you have a line of Frederick Coyle and Lysel as your third line. Right. I like and that. then like, do you even bother re-signing Bertuzzi or do you re-sign Bertuzzi and package Merkulov with four Bertuzzi cap and get more more back? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Merkulov is such a... I think he's a good player and I would love to see him on the roster one day. It's just like we got too many cooks in the kitchen already. Exactly. This this is where I stand with... So that's where I, I lean to keeping Lorai. Because I know it's stud. on our list. I and know he can play forward list. eventually. Yeah, Lor- yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, just like Mike Riley at right, uh, right wing, right? Oh yeah, I loved all the people that came at me. I was like, "You're dumb." A lot of people, dumb. the amount of people that thought you were serious. That's why I put um, him there to show how unserious I was. But you did mention um, it, it is in our show notes Hall to potentially move Hall and Burt. Where I agree with you, if you keep both, say for some somehow you can re-sign Bertuzzi. Uh, you got too many cooks in the kitchen on the left side, like you're saying. I mean, Jake DeBrusque has been playing on the right side, and he's typically a left winger, but he's been, in my eyes, doing pretty well on the right side when he's paired up with the right guys. I mean, how can you not when you're paired up with Marshy and Bergey? But it could be a different story with him next year, and I would like to see him on his strong side, but if you're going to re-sign Bertuzzi, you cannot keep Hall. And I am in the... I think I would prefer to keep... Bertuzzi over Hall because I think you can get Bertuzzi for a little bit cheaper than Hall. Dude, this is my thing. If Bertuzzi signs in Florida for 5.5, I'll flip the fuck out. You know what I mean? You got to understand though, 5.5 is a little bit different in Florida compared to Boston, but I I get what you Okay, so let's all use fucking Colorado. They need a left winger and they got some money to spend. If he goes to Colorado for 5.5, like I will be like, what the fuck are we doing then? Right? Yeah. But if he signs for like seven somewhere, it's like, well, what do you want to do? Like what you like spend another million on a guy who's like a little bit tougher than Taylor Hall, but plays pretty similar game. You know what I mean? Like they're both 
they play a different style of power forward, but they're both like play driving power forwards. And it's like, what if fucking Pasternak and Bertuzzi just caught lightning in a bottle? Now you're paying them seven times seven. I know the cap's going up, but I don't know. I'm so on the fence about Bertuzzi. Like, I'm I'm on the fence too, but like the way him and uh, Pasta were like kind of cooking in the playoffs and towards the end of the season, like I was if kind of doing- like all for that, but Hall. Hall if you're doing that, Saka's your one C though. You know what I mean? Because like that's gonna be your first line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it would have to be your Which first line. Which I have that's I'm a, on board that's a with good that. First line, though. I'm on board with that because your second line is Marshawn Bergeron Debrusque, if you can keep it. I, I think if Bergeron comes back here, I mean I get it's a one A, one B situation, but I think if Bergeron does come back. It's going to be a one B situation with him. Limit his ice time. Yeah. Let Zaka kind of take the next Let step. Coil take even Coil more. too. Yes, yeah. Coil really showed us that he's capable kill. of doing that. Yeah, he's great on the penalty kill. He showed a little bit more offensive upside this past season, in my opinion. At times, at times, don't get me wrong. I mean, at times he like looked like he was the face offs. You know, yeah, his face-offs. I mean, Zaka's better. not the best in the face-off dot, so I think it's a little bit you... concerning. But you got guys like Coyle who can win in the face-off dot. I mean, obviously, if Bergeron comes back, he can. But then it's yeah. kind of – you don't know who your fourth-line centerman is going to be. So then you really only have one guy who's fa- fairly decent in the face-off dot. And that's something that a lot of NHL teams kind of, you know, look at. Well, that's the thing. Like, I – my dark horse to make a push and make the opening. I have two kind of, I think, I don't know, man. I think Lee could really impress us this year in camp and stuff. I don't know if he'll make the opening night roster just because of how his contract situation is. And it's kind of contradictory about what I'm going to say next, but I really have George. I, I really have Johnny Beecher penciled in as the fourth line center. next. No, year. I, I'm, His, I'm, his I had him penciled. I had, I had him. This is why I say penciled in. Um, I had him penciled in for like possibly making the fourth line or fourth line, not center, but making well, the fourth Nosek line. looked awful in preseason. So yeah. did Felino. But Nosek really came around and then, yeah. yeah. I think he too. was injured at the beginning of the year. To be and, well, I mean, you got to remember Felino was even on waivers at some point. Obviously, no one picked him up. Um, yeah. But then obviously Felino had a phenomenal season and sucks that he got that injury. But I like my fourth line is a rotating cast of characters of Lauco, Greer, McLaughlin and Beecher. Just let the kids go. Yes. You know, they play I've seven minutes a night yes. anyways. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, no, let I... them make a couple mistakes. That's where you're going to save your money. I see people and, and like. I don't see what you have in the young guys. We've been saying this for like three or four episodes in a row. Like, you got to see what you have in the young guys at some fuck point. Fuck it. Let's just, we'll go to the young guys section now. Yeah. With fuck like, Lori and like, because I wanted to bring up Lori especially because people have him like penciled in as McAvoy's partner and the first I game think of the season. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it. But four years ago, he was a forward in some yeah. fucking military academy. And like, the only reason he played defense is because two games in a row, they had four defense bro- like out with broken bones and shit. So they had to have someone play defense. And he was like the stick mm-hmm. video boy at the time. I posted a thing about it on my Twitter, quote tweeting it. Do I think he, he, one thing coach, the coach said in this fucking video is at every level, he takes the next step. 
Yeah, it might take a little time, but he finds it and he takes that next step. And you can tell this kid's got this like he's got that Hughes style of American dog in him, you know, like those defensemen, like the Luke Hughes style, like they're so fancy, but also like they kind of read the play so well because they're offensive defensemen that like Mm -hmm. it helps them defensively because they can uh, they think about like. Like you played hockey, like when you think like, oh, this guy's gonna try this on me, and then he does, and you fucking stop it right away because you're like, oh, because I do that on other people. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, nasty. But, yeah. <laughs> Lindstrom out here, but yeah. So I just think people needed, like, I know Mark's probably praising me right now, saying hallelujahs because I'm. This is my shiny, shiny toy brigade this year. Last year it was. Um, I don't even know who it was. McLaughlin, I think we all rallied around. And I think Laura is going to be that guy this year. I think he's going to have an amazing camp. But yep. for where we are and with the contracts, going to show have a lot stuff of like flashes that, in camp. You will be afford to put him, start him in Providence, I believe. And people are going to think I'm crazy because they're going to be like, Brett, you're saying trade every defense, but put Laura in the minors. Yeah, like, there are other long, options. Look how long it takes to develop a defenseman in the NHL versus a forward. Forwards are a little bit more forgiven because, you know, you're not really the last line of defense before essentially score a goal being scored on you, whatever, however way you want to look at it. But I mean, look how long it took Zaboral to come around kind of, and Mm -hmm. he was really coming around and he was starting to look like a first rounder before that, before he tore his ACL. And then he showed bits and pieces earlier in the season, but then you saw that something wasn't right. It kind of looked like he may maybe even lost a step. I mean, torn ACL dude, like that's going to take some fucking time. I get it. It's a little bit different with hockey, but like, it's just driving me in. Like it kind of leads us into like a potential next topic that we're going to talk about Ekman Larson. Like, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you put a flyer on that? Yeah. For what seventy five thousand dollars more? What whatever it is. Me and you have both. Yeah. Uh, the people no. that are like, oh, at that point, yeah. just throw Laura in, dude. It's seventy five thousand fucking dollars. He's never, yo. And those are the same people that are like, don't trade Swayman and Allmark. Bussy's never played a minute in the NHL. Shut the fuck up. You're yeah. fucking contradicting yourself. Neither is Laura. Neither. It's like I have my glove. Like I know you saw. Uh, if anybody want to see see my rosters i put them up i did like three or four that one day and i did like a one that like everyone wants a roster with keeping burt keeping the goalies keeping all that you have like four four hundred thousand dollars in change with no spare guys on the roster then i did another one that's a little more feasible with like the oliver ekman larson uh kevin hayes spin that we've been hearing because it's money in money out and it's also um like like you you can add another player to the roster because it opens up an extra million and then i did the most realistic one where it's literally only trade grizzly and buy out more uh mike riley because that's probably the like you're probably i wouldn't be surprised if you see merkulov start opening night on the third line with fucking frederick and coil like honestly because like that's how tight up we are against the cap i'm just saying there's better ways to go about this season cap wise that doesn't handcuff us with as many players 
playing their first minutes while also not having spares to throw in the lineup. If that makes sense at all, like people harp on the Toronto Maple Leafs. We could easily like last year in the past couple of years, how Leafs like are only playing, like they don't even have enough guys to put in the roster. That yeah. could be us this year. That literally could be us. That, this year. that could be us. And this people year. don't even realize that. Like I was saying to you, yes. everyone's chirping that I'm putting out 20 man rosters. It's going to happen around the league. league when you have to skate with seven fucking guys because you have a 1050 fucking Wednesday night game. And only half your team shows up, and you're skating with seven forwards, sucking yeah. wind. Not that's not really going to happen to the Bruins, but there's going they're going to have to miss a guy or two. Potentially, the Rangers they had to play a game this year where they couldn't play two of their players because the cap yes. will go against. So it's like, yep. It and the Bruins and were so like, good with the cap this year. Shout out to oh yeah, gold because like we. I, and fortunately, for because of him and other obviously other guys around um, working in the front office, we didn't have that situation. We didn't have to deal with that. And yeah. you know, this is a this is the first year where, like, since I can remember, where you really have to. It's gonna happen. You're counting your pennies. Yeah. Like the remember yeah. the one the the even the fucking roster I did with everyone currently signed as a joke. I was like, the Mike Riley's playing on third third or fourth line right wing. Uh, even that roster only has 20 people and it has $600,000 in cap space. Like we are up against it. Like people don't realize like that's just with our players signed. We are fucking up against the cap that yeah. much. And like, I know I'm being a, sh- I'm being a shithead and shit posting sometimes, but to say in like, you sal- can't have a 20. 20- yeah, obviously we already knew it, but it's, yeah, it's not going up. Confirmed. It's only going up one mil. I think. Yeah. 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 It's supposed to go up six and a half next year. Bedman said something about the first jump could be four. He, I just saw a tweet about. Okay, that. well, yeah, it was projected to go up to ninety million originally next year. I think year, the I, you knew it was between four and six million. Yeah, yeah. So it'll probably oh. be five, and it'll be eighty-nine million or whatever, eighty-eight million or whatever. But um, he should be in jail. But that's a different podcast. Yeah, I'm not even gonna rant about him this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna wait until Donnie is handcuffed and can't do anything, and we had didn't sign anyone and fuck it's all brutal and then i'll go on my fucking rant so i'll I'll have i'll have that hopefully i won't have that one teed up but i have a feeling like i will have that one teed up but yeah like i was saying um it some of these rosters man like it it's gonna be people are gonna be upset at the end of this year or at, at the end of this offseason like people yeah. are gonna be really you thought you were questioning the bruins going into last year oh buckle up baby you yeah. are gonna be not like we're gonna we're gonna Laura see. I might be starting. Laura, I might be starting with fucking McAvoy. Like you know what I mean? Like it's one of those off season. Like I'm it's possible. Saying, it's absolutely I'm saying possible. We shouldn't be doing the that. Right move. That's what I'm saying. Like we shouldn't be doing that, but that could be the only option. Yeah. Like that's how bad it it literally is. Like and people are like, we'll just do this, 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 and that. It's like, oh, man, if it was only that easy, other teams need to want your players. Like in my fucking. Yeah. I didn't want to get Mike, into Mike that. Riley would have been gone a while ago. Exactly. Like I didn't want to get into like what team I think these guys are going to like, like for one, I think Vancouver could use a player like Forbert cause they're going to have some LTI mar- our money and they just got rid of OEL and they're going to look to solidify that bottom pairing. Forbert would look pretty good for Vancouver personally and the cap hit that you'd get him at. Um, but then like other ones, like I just send F- Frederick and Grizzly to Anaheim. Cause like, I don't fucking know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. where they should go, but they need to go fucking somewhere. It's just the first team on the list. So, and it's Plus, funny. You get it also they have our, these guys are working with a team here. You're just working yeah. with 
that noggin of yours that yeah and the funniest thing about always going for anaheim is they have our second uh round pick this year so i was just snatch that back and, <laughs> i mean something and, to and, do. and also every time we're tied to a trade like especially around trade deadline we're like tied to the anaheim ducks if you're you know? gonna if the bruins are gonna dump cap and a team like i actually think grizzly to anaheim makes a lot of sense for anaheim a lot of fucking sense. But yeah, they're on, that's they're, they're building for, for they're building for a future. Yeah, we don't want to. He's get on a one year deal. You could flip him at the deadline. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's a top four defenseman. Get a first rounder for him. Uh, yeah, at, like, at the trade deadline. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I so yeah. It's just that's. I just wanted to break those down quickly because I I even muted a couple of them because I'm like, man, I can't even take these comments because clearly this isn't what I think the Bruins should do. This is just an option of what you have. Yeah. But circle all back for that. So we don't really have to talk about the Ekman Larson potential. I, I think you sign him if he if he's willing to come yes, to Boston. If- we, me and you have both heard that the teams he said he'll sign with are Florida, Tampa, and Boston. I and, think you gotta sign him because Florida Tampa will if you don't. No, one hundred percent. And I think you you kind of have to. Uh, that's assuming that he's he's down for a one year prove it kind of deal because I mean he's still going to be getting paid from Vancouver. So I'm pretty sure there's a connection between him and Allmark too. They're both um, similar age, and I don't know. I was watching this interview, and there was like that. Or sorry, this podcast, and they were talking about how Oliver Neckman or Larson has a connection to Boston through Olmark. I didn't yeah. get far in the podcast, but that they were teeing it up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's Swedes, man. PJ Axelson. Like <laughs> it makes all but too much sense. Like we're, we'll talk oh, about it, the it, Hayes it thing later too. But cap wise, you can bring him in at a million dollar and get a fringe top four player. Whatever. If he's a top six, who cares? You put him with. Zaboral and or say you bring Carrick Carrick or Carrick back. Or I think that's like someone. Shen. Yeah, I think that's someone you pair up with a guy like Carlo. But we don't have to talk about like dive too much into that. Yeah, just it was on it was on our show list. Basically, we're on board if you can get him for that price on the show me deal. Anything over, over one point five, I say no. Yes, no, I agree. Even for me, like 1.25, I mean. It, yeah, it's tough. It's, Speaking it's, of 1.25, good segue because we'll get yes. off the OEL stuff. We'll talk about a guy we actually, we both were open to bringing back, especially on a Chris Wagner, Delorier type contra- contract. I uh, seems like the man of Boston right now. He's on all their social media posts. Yeah. You know, he's bought a place in the town or town city or around the city at least. Um, he's a new Englander. I floated out the idea the day before um, Elliot Freeman kind of confirmed it. Would you take Hathaway on a, 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 a you, you see these deals, Tampa, Florida, these teams do that have low state tax that want to keep players like Hathaway. They give uh-huh. them four years at 1.25. I said at 1 million, you even had a better idea. You were like, give them the extra 0.25 a year. It makes a difference in the end. It gets you from 4 million to 5 million on, on the contract in a whole. You get it. You you buy that out at the end. It's like $800,000 or sorry, yeah. eight that. $80,000 against your cap in the buyout in the last two years. It's a no brainer in my eyes, especially it's a win win for up. on both sides. I feel if like it doesn't work it? out. You can easily trade it or wave them. Yeah, because someone's going to want him. Someone's probably going to pick him up. And- Tampa. 
fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like teams like there's teams. I, I think it, I think it's good. You know, as much as I want to see a kid line, I think it's good to have a like a guy like Hathaway on that fourth line, kind of running around and and Dude, not that he's a know. fighter, but but protecting the kids in a sense, make them a little bit more comfortable on the ice. Guys like Beecher, Steen, uh, Merkulov. Um, so, let me throw a crazy hypothetical at you. Say they're like, ah, we want to adapt Freddie as the coiled replacement. We're going to throw him on fourth line center with some heightened responsibilities. And we're going to bring Merkulov up. Let's throw Hathaway on the right of Coil, or let's throw Hathaway on the right of Beecher, or let's throw Hathaway on the right of Steen. Like exactly what you're saying, right? Like he's that bottom six in a year where you're tight on the cap. He might yeah. be a third liner, honestly. Well, yeah, for for this season, yes. Yeah, like this or, season alone. Because I think you go as out at the now, deadline and get a Monahan or something to replace him. You know what I mean? As yeah, and because as of right now, you I think the following season, and we don't want to get up too far ahead of ourselves but as of right now the following season i think you're projected like 24 and a half million in cap space as a right five without the jump so yeah 25 so might have the 30 jump, million and then potentially, year, potentially four four or five more million yeah so mm-hmm. and then that's that's looking pretty good for the bruins right now but plus contracts I mean, you don't know if they're going to unload a contract that goes beyond this upcoming year they might yeah. even have more money to work with. Yeah, actually. no, exactly. Exactly. So this yeah. is the thing, dude. We can't fucking finish uh eleventh, eleventh worst this year. Because no, if we do, Detroit get gets our them. yeah. And that's another thing I was gonna bring up the Hathaway thing. Yeah, he's not worth the first rounder, but it makes the first and third you gave with Smith feel a little bit better because you know Orlov's gone. And I really hope a team wants to give Orlov eight years and do like what we're thinking about with Hathaway, give him like five, five million for eight years, so it's buyoutable when yeah. the salary cap's a hundred million. The maybe we can get too. maybe we can get a third or a fourth out of facilitating yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of shit that the Bruins have to do now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and that Bruins, Bruins there's are no more in their boots right now because uh, Bertuzzi is one of the top guys in free agency. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I would say. I'd say top I'd say it goes Orloff, Barbashev, Bertuzzi, top oh, three. Yeah, top, yeah, but so I, but Bert, just because Barbashev won a cup and he was a huge part, and I no, fucking I, called that by the way. But fuck whatever. <laughs> what do you know? Bad uh, idea. Yeah. But Stop doing that, bro. I could see. Yeah, call it with like whoever the <laughs> next year at the trade deadline. <laughs> Hath- whoever gets Hathaway is good with the cup. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I could. That's the problem, though. Is I think I don't know if we mentioned it in text or on the last podcast, but if if someone's gonna fucking go ahead and offer Bertuzzi eight t- or seven times eight, yeah, you know, go yeah. for seven times seven, go for it. You know, yeah. Even if a team like Florida wants to get the cap down from say, because like people haven't projected at five point five. Or five point two five. I don't think to, he's worth six million. If Hall is worth six million, then I don't think Bertuzzi is. Well, the peop- the and that kind of contradicts people what are I going said off about of keeping him over Hall. But I just think money wise, dude, this is why it's because people like Elliot Friedman go, uh, Barbashev's gonna get eight times eight from Chicago. It's like, well, then why the fuck wouldn't Bertuzzi get seven times seven from someone? Yeah, you know what I mean. But and it's like that's where that comes from. You also have, like, uh, like for instance, people thought Taylor Hall was going to come at seven point five. People thought 
I know Charlie McAvoy's and pastas were pretty close, but people had passed a 13 million valued contract. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a little room to wiggle here. It's about convincing Bertuzzi to stay. And the craziest thing is I think one of those things would bringing, be bringing Felino back, which a lot of people do not have in the cards and would hate. But, like, I, would be I, think, that, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, like, like, let's throw this out here. I know we both don't want to trade DeBrusque, but, like, names that came up today that are I'm not going to sign in Calgary anymore, Lindholm and Hannafin, two names been linked to the Bruins since they were in Calgary, Calgary Carolina. Hannafin's do you package, been tied do you package, to Sorry, go sorry, on. Sorry. Do you package J.D., Frederick, Grizz, and whatever else for the two of them at – but you'd be getting them at a discounted price this year because they both only have a million left on their contract. Like, that's how I'm looking at this. That's the only yep. way I'd do it. And then you work out the cap going forward. Well, going um, forward, you have that luxury to work out the cap because you have much more cap space. The salary what cap, you did was Saka. Yes, in the salary with the salary cap going up even more, too. But, mm-hmm. um, Oh, man, I would love to see JD stay with this core, but Grizz, JD, and Frederick as part of getting one of your top centermen and a defenseman. Like you're getting a top four D. And I had someone say to me today, like, well, you're blocking Lori. I don't I'm not saying I want to do this. This is just me playing the fun what if game. But you're blocking Lori. It's like, well, I don't know. Well, it depends on what kind of deal yeah, and like I don't think Laura is gonna be a top four D in the first two years of his contract. Like I, mean, I think you could it'll... you could essentially make that trade too. That way it buys Laura a whole other year. That's what I'm saying. Develop, add muscle, and Lynn. You Holm... don't have to go get OEL. Yes, and Lindholm is the guy for the future, and Hannafin walks, or maybe you pretend, depending on development stuff. Yeah, like I'd even maybe trade him at the trade deadline, but I don't see that happening. But then you have four very solid defensemen. Then you have one of your centermen for the future. And then you focus on locking up a guy like Lindholm and you let Hannafin walk because you got Lori right there in the making. You got Zaboral, who I haven't given up on yet. I think Zaboral no. can go come come find his form again and possibly keep developing into that first round talent that he if, looked like. I think it's a little bit of a reach now, but I'm not giving up hope. If you go get a guy like Hannafin, Zaboral's your 50, and you go get a big right-handed shot defenseman that's mobile to play with Zaboral, and you put Hannafin with McAvoy clearly because they played together before. That, that's why I'm on the Shattenkirk train. Yeah, Shattenkirk. Any 900K D. Yeah, that's know? me assuming that he's going to be cheap money. If you're paying over like 1.5 for him, then fuck no. But you got to imagine but, Shattenkirk is like a guy that's going to get cheap money, want to be on the Stanley or, you know, a cup contending team. So you got to do the best, you know, sometimes you got to find recycled goods. I mean, I get it. Shannon Kirk's almost done, but. Speaking of recycled goods, there's a lot of speculation today that Hannafin's really interested or Hannafin. Mantha is really interested in coming to Boston um, on a, like because he's getting bought out or he did get bought out or whatever oh did he really ending his contract might be ending i don't know i know he's a ufa july 1st i haven't been on twitter much this week apparently he's um... he's also willing to take like a one times one 
to come play to Boston in Boston. And I wonder if that has to do with Bertuzzi. They overlapped in in Detroit, especially yeah. with them trying to sign Bertuzzi. Like it, it's just it's interesting to me because he took a big dip after that. And I mean, I get it. He yeah, kept, he played on Bertuzzi's big, wing. That was the line: Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha. Yeah, and that's a big that's a big boy right there. Yeah, imagine so. Say like you bring back Bertuzzi, you get rid of Hall, like you put Bertuzzi. Coil and Mantha together, Jesus Christ, that's a line. Yeah, no, yeah, that's it a is. fucking line. That that gets you know, my penis moving. You good good luck getting the puck from that line, and Mantha <laughs> yeah. can shoot. No, um, that, that would be a fun line to watch. What was the? Oh, it was Calgary. I'm doing the mock trade right now just to see if the it like um the money adds up because I'm pretty sure I don't know if it would or not. Um. Oh, okay, it would work out. We don't have three goalie required. See, yeah, so, huh, interesting. <clears throat> Trading out DeBrusque, Frederick, and Grizzlick and bringing in Hannafin and um, what's it called? Hannafin and Lindholm. It would save you some money in the end. Or would it? No, sorry, you would lose $2 million right off the hop. So you'd you'd have to get them to eat some money. So even right there, it's like you already got to pay more. I don't know. And I, I just like, if we're going to do this whole thing with Lindholm and like him being a one people, th- like I, I, I weigh, I'd way ra- way rather Zaka at his price than Lindholm at eight times eight. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't want Lindholm for eight times eight. Because uh, that's what he's getting. Like if fucking... Horvat can get that much like Lindholm could probably I don't know he, he only had one good year I, it's just like if you go get Lindholm why do you have Zaka why'd you go get him because he's a center in my eyes like I, he played really good down the stretch like I think there's way more priorities I still think the Bruins have like a little bit of hope that Coyle kind of develops into more of a top six centerman versus middle six I he show he teases you man he shows stretches a phenomenal play. And if Bergeron doesn't come back, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Coyle centering Marshawn and Debrusk next. Yes, year. no, I, I, I agree. Especially uh, how well they played in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And yeah, then you no. just give Frederick that three C, bring up Merkulov, put Hathaway on their wing to protect him. He's got pretty good hockey sense. Like some of the goals Hathaway did score were like, whoa, goals, you know, like He's like fucking chipping it over to Clifton, or one time he like batted it out of the air to Zaka. Like he has his moments. I, I don't think it'd be perfect. Maybe you can try Lee Sell there. Like, you know what I mean? Like that that's how interesting this offseason is gonna get. Unless they're moving Hall. And like that's another thing that I was gonna bring up too. Hall expressed the only two teams he'd go play for are Colorado and Boston. He was in Colorado to get his knee fixed or looked at when it was all fucked up. If Colorado's interested, like, do you package him and Grizzly? Because, like, I know they're trying to get they they're not they're stepping away from um, Eric Johnson and they're trying to trade that Gerard. Do you bring in a Grizzly for a year? You know, do you get Hall to play with McKinnon? See if that works. You know, like yeah. That they have like money because lag the scog lag lag the scogs out all year. Like they have money to make to make a trade like that. Do you, do you look at a guy that went to Boston College and played with McLaughlin and uh and Alex Newhook? Do, do you know? Do you call Joe Sacco and Sacco Sakic? Sorry, and um 
see if they'd be willing to move on from him because that you can tell like right from my eyes i think he needs a little bit of change of his scenery <clears throat> i don't know there's a lot there's a lot like the, the another one like pierre luc dubois everyone has the bruins linked to him. yeah i know and, he's and, been linked to the bruins a lot lately and he's saying he'll sign extension with whoever he's traded to as long as it's the team that he didn't wants he say to. that with fucking winnipeg too no i think with winnipeg he had no trade protection so they didn't say with line a and they just swapped them and it just like it was supposed to work because like Pierre-Luc Dubois dad was the coach of the Minnesota um the Minnesota the Manitoba Moose Bobby can fact check me on this but I'm like 90% sure I'm right about this and that's why it was like oh yeah he'd be willing to play there and then he did and he was like signed a show me deal and he showed them last year yeah. but <clears throat> they didn't show up so now it's kind of like has he learned? Is he matured? He grew up in Montreal. Canadian fans would even sign in Boston. Like that, people think that shit doesn't matter. But like, there's some guys out there that will never sign with the Maple Leafs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, know. I, he's. I think he's kind of voiced that he wants to go to Montreal, but I don't Montreal know. Montreal doesn't want him though, right? Yeah, so, like, I know. What, what, it That's doesn't make it doesn't you. make sense for Montreal going forward in my eyes. I think they can find someone because I mean they're still a few years out, right? Like yeah, th- and they're still a few years out from being a competitive team. And hear me out on this because this is like from what I've heard from agent from an agent, the agent I talked to, and he was saying um, if if Pierre Luc Dubois, if Montreal wanted Pierre Luc Dubois, wouldn't they have traded to Kirby Doc for him already? It's pretty yeah. like it's pretty yeah. much a slam dunk of a trade, you know. Yeah. Like Kirby Doc's from the out there; he's a Western League boy. Like it, it makes too much sense. So it's mm-hmm. like, and then you hear Elliot Friedman going like, "Well, now I'm hearing it's not Montreal, and it's just a team on the East Coast," and you know that means Boston. Like you just know, right? And yeah. it, it, this is my thing. I'll take Pierre Luc Dubois if he forces his way to Boston, and you're trading Bjork in a second for him, and you're getting an extension because that's what happened with Hall, yeah. and that's the way I would take Pierre Luc Dubois. And yeah, it's if he forces cheaper. his way to Boston, because they're like, we're gonna send you to see, like Carolina makes a lot of sense for me and him too, but um. That's what, yeah. That one makes so much sense to me. But what if he doesn't want to play there, right? Like he's not mm-hmm. gonna. He's. They're not gonna get anything for him if he won't sign an extension. Like every team's expressed, we don't want him unless it's coming with an extension in place. So, or they're sign and trade, whatever the team decides to do these days. So, <clears throat> I'm not completely out on Pierre Luc Dubois. I think he'd be a great fucking Bruin. I think it's a very good, like, Krejci replacement for the future. Like, if you have Dubois and Zach as your one-two punch with Coil behind them, I feel pretty comfortable in that. Yeah, no, I, I, I do too, going forward. He's he's not my guy, but I still feel comfortable with that going forward. I would prefer, like, a guy like Lindholm, but... And, like, the know. thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois, too, is, like, you, you he would have to sign a deal like Zaka and like just pretty much take up the rest of the cap space and then yeah. pay pay him more on his next contract. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And there's some other potential sentiment that have been tied to us in articles, but before we get to that, I think it's a good time to 
shoot it over to Bobby's corner one because I need another sunny D and two because it's a perfect time to listen to Bobby Bruski, the beaches of Winnipeg. So, folks, enjoy Bobby's corner, baby. Go from the beaches of Winnipeg under the palm trees of the West End. It's Bobby Bruski. What's going on? Welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Only Bruins and Black and Gold Productions, baby. A little bit of strawberry fuzz for you. Another great summer finder of a band. Let me tell you, this band makes music for one reason, one reason only, baby. Hell of a song. Go home, kook. Talk a little bit about that throughout this show. Let me start off this corner by congratulating Henrik the King, Lundquist, Pierre Turgeon, Mike Vernon, Tom Barrasso, Pierre Lacroix, and four-time Olympic gold medalist, Caroline Olet. Now, if you haven't watched much women's hockey. You're always welcome to join the party. Shout out to the Boston Pride, by the way. Now, one day, and maybe this offseason, I will write up my list of my top 10 favorite hockey games. And let me tell you about one that's for sure going to make that list. That's the 2014 team, uh, women's hockey gold medal game in Sochi between Team Canada and Team USA. When that game aired, I was working at a call center. I had a manager named Tony the Tiger. Tony was sick. Tony loved hockey. Made a deal with me in the morning, drinking coffee, shooting the shit, talking about hockey. Big abs guy. And he says, if you make a certain amount of sales before lunchtime, you can coast in the afternoon and watch the gold medal game. So naturally, I crushed sales in the morning. Coast a bit in the afternoon. Now, I'm not going to spoil the game, but I will say that it went into overtime, and it's fucking dynamite. So do yourself a favor and check that out. Also, 2018 gold medal game, also very exciting. Overtime, a little bit of a wah, but still electric. My favorite part about the Hall of Fame, minus going there, because that's one of my favorite places on the planet, is when inductees do get announced, is the conversation that follows. I mean, we all have our pri- our passion picks. We all have our players and builders that think that we think should be in the game. And, or the game should be in the Hall of Fame. Get it right, Bobby. Get it right, baby. And if you follow me on social media, you might have seen, number one, it's National Indigenous Peoples Day. Shout out to my cousins. And number two, the Hall of Fame has once again not uh, inducted Reggie Leach, which is criminal. And the fact that they could have done it on National Indigenous Peoples Day just fucking hurts my soul, man. Playing hockey at any age and being anybody is hard. Playing hockey as an Indigenous kid in a white community is like you want to 
grow thick skin, that's the way to do it. That's the way me and my brother did it. I mean, when you're an indigenous kid playing sports, you just hear folklore about players that made it. I mean, we had Jordan Tutu. was one of the most prominent ones when me and my brother played hockey. But I remember my grandfather telling me about Reggie Leach, telling me about the Broad Street Bullies, telling me about the Big Bad Bruins, and how, well, this one's actually really sweet. This actually holds a really good place in my heart. My, my dad wasn't, I'm a little too personal, my dad wasn't always around. He only got to see, I believe, one of my hockey games. We lost, I remember that. But I remember scoring two goals, getting an assist, and getting a penalty. And it was for sticking up for a teammate. And at the end of the game, my dad just kind of laughed at me. And all he said was, you're like a young Reggie Leach. It's sick. And at the time, I didn't really know what he meant. Then my grandfather told me about him. Found out later, it was a great compliment. Reggie is the only forward to ever lose the Stanley Cup and still went to Conn Smythe, which is insane. Now, here's what I want you to do this summer. Maybe even do it at the Hall of Fame. If you work late or your friends invite you out last minute to party and you need to catch up, I want you to pull up the 1976 Montreal Canadiens roster. I'm not going to do it for you. I need you to do it. And I need you to take a shot or a swig for every time there's a Hall of Famer on that team. And then get back at me. And then we could talk about how Reggie Leach isn't in the Hall of Fame. It's fucking criminal, okay? Criminal. I mean, fuck, I said it last week. Had that, that series gone the distance and they've been playing, they played up until last Monday, Kachuk wins the Conn Smythe. He's joining Reggie in that weird circle of players that lost the cup but won the Conn Smythe. He'd be the second forward to do it. Being an indigenous man, it would mean a lot. It would mean a lot to the future of our people. It would mean a lot to the future of what this game looks like to us. Obviously, White Cloud winning the Stanley Cup, that's massive. Montier getting there, that's massive. And it's easy to, to do the political stance and talk about how this is all a political narrative. But man, when I played hockey, we had no, no cousins in the league. Like I said, we had two-two. That was about it, right? And it was hard playing hockey, man. I, I mentioned that a little bit earlier. I mean, just give you a snapshot. I mean, parents, parents, parents would be fucking mean to me and my brother, man. Like, we both walked away from the game because, I mean, a mom couldn't afford it anymore. But before she even had that conversation, we talked. We both talked about not wanting to play anymore because it wasn't fun. I mean, being good hockey players when you're an indigenous in white communities was awful. I, mean, I have a buddy, Connor, who I played with, and I run into him from time to time. And if we're at the bar, man, he, he'll fucking tell all his friends, like, dude, the shit the parents used to say to this guy and his brother. And all they would do is just go out there and still deliver. Clapping goals, winning games, laying out hits, being good teammates, you fucking name it. I mean, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell a story of the fucked up shit that we used to deal with. My brother had the puck. Mary skated behind the net to try to set up a play. Left his zone. Some kid came off the visitor's bench. Full speed skated into him. And Scott Stevenson. Like decapitated him and knocked him out on the ice. 
parents from both teams cheered. I mean, parents from his own fucking team cheered because that's how much they despised how good we were. They were excited to see him go down. And uh, I remember a few games later, my coach, fucking, maybe a legend, potentially an idiot. We're in warm-ups, and he comes out on the ice, and he kind of veers me back to the bench, and he points out to number 10 on the other team, and he just goes, that guy that knocked your brother out the other night, that's his little brother, and he's not that good. I live rent free in that kid's head for the whole game. I live rent free in that team's head for the whole game. Fuck. But that's the kind of shit we had to deal with, man. Fucking leaving the ice, parents fucking grabbing you, telling you not to be a show-off, telling you to pass to their fucking kid that can't even skate, telling you, like, it's just unbelievable. Unfucking believable It was the shit. It was the worst. But you know what? When it was fun, it was fucking great. All right. So at this point, you've read it. I've read it. The quote from Fluto's article about Bergie and Kreishi, a teammate, an anonymous teammate, not counting them coming back. With the offseason, we're about to approach. It's very easy to get romantic about the 65 game, sorry, the 65 win season. It's very easy to get emotional about the collapse. If Don is as great as a GM as those awards and those nominees say he is, I am fully, how do I word this? I've accepted the fact that I'm willing to just let him cook. You have two legacy players that may or may not come back. And at this point, and from the trade proposals that we've seen from the insiders, it doesn't look like they're coming back. And now with the report that Lena Solmark may not even be engaged, he's not getting traded this offseason, makes you look at a whole abundance of players and you wonder, well, what does that mean? And there are a few guys on this team that I think deserve a shot on another team. And if they do want to leave, I totally respect them. We've mentioned it a few times, but how Grizzly's been treated in this playoff series and former playoffs, I mean, I wouldn't blame the guy for wanting a fresh start. I mean, it's, it's awful. You, could, you can look at game six and say if you put in Sway, we win. But you can look at either of those games and... Maybe if you put in Grizz, maybe you win. Maybe you win game five or game six. Another guy who I'm not ready to give up on, but I see the value on. And if you're going to give up on someone like Trent Frederick, you have to be 100% sure about it. He had a great season last year. A lot of people don't think that he can repeat it, but I think those playoffs showed... He has potential, and he has a ceiling. I mean, he has a ceiling he can burst through. The chemistry he has with Coyle and Hall, specifically Coyle, going back to even a Craig Smith line that they had back in the 2021-22 season. I mean, Coyle makes him a great player. It's just a shame that maybe that time's up. And, that, and my heart goes out to live for that because I love her countdown every day, and I hope that we do find a way to bring him back. But, you know, him, 
Grizzy, and even a guy like Jake DeBrusque. These are tough decisions that Don may have to make because they're high value. And as much as I want to win now, I also don't want to cover a team that is where the Blackhawks are or the San Jose Sharks are four years from now. I mean, it hurts to win. And sometimes you have to retool. I'm going to dunk now because I'm sure a lot of you are throwing shit or telling me to fuck off or you're blocking me or unfollowing me. It is what it is. But I'm always, I've always been a firm believer that if you have something that's even remotely broken, you've broken your arm before and it didn't heal properly, the best way to fix that is to re-break it and put it back in its proper place. And I think that's what Don needs to do in this offseason. So weird to say that. And it, you know what? If that's how the Bergie era ends, what a fucking shame. What a goddamn shame. We'll see. Next time we talk, we're going to be talking awards. We're going to be talking more moves. And we're going to be talking draft. We also got some great shit. I've been planning some fun shit for the summer. Things to keep you more involved. Things to help you pass time. Operation Killing Time is about to ensue. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Until then, you've been great, and I've been Bobby. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys. Let's go, bees. And that was Bobby's Corner, baby. Hope you guys enjoyed it just like we did. Dude, like I say, oh, every fucking week, batting the thousand, baby. And... Actually, now that I think about it, looking at the uh, calendar, I think we, I think he might be on next week. We got to talk to him and yeah. uh, figure that out because. Oh, no, we're schedules. doing. No, dude, next week, we're next week. People get a double header. We do the podcast and then the fucking draft is like two days or free agencies two days later. And we're doing that live stream. Oh, yes. Yes. So you guys get. So. Fucking- should we get him on next week too? Maybe we get someone else on next week and then, or either, or Bobby will be either on the pod or on the live stream, but the live stream is going to be loaded with people, right? Like Mark said, he wants to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think Sully said he wants to come out. Hit yeah, us up. So if you want to be a part something. of, if you want to be a part of the live stream and chill with the fellas on fucking free agency day, we don't, I think, I don't know if we're going to do it on the actual day or what. I think it'd be dope to do it on the day. It'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, it will definitely be. Maybe we pick Saturday like a Sunday. Like, we do a fuck a fan contest and we, hey, we pick it. We pick it. <laughs> hey, hey, easy. easy. <laughs> I meant like that. I meant like that. Oh. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, No, maybe we do like a you know one of those type of contests or like we get we do something if you guys want to come hang out on free agency day and as long as you're respectful you know because we're gonna have el capitane mark on and sully and stuff come hang out with the fellas and talk some hockey yeah don't be a fucking joe schmo and hop on but if you are in the bng community what we can have up to eight people right i believe so i'd have i had to have to go look at the stream yard all right so i'm down to have Two other B and G. When does guests. when does free agency open on Saturday? On July first. It's Saturday. No, you I just know. Answered your own question. Is there a certain <laughs> time? One o'clock. One o'clock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Does that does it officially open at one p.m.? 
Yeah, so like we can drink, like have a couple cocktails or bloody oh, marys. I'm gonna put at something 11. on the stream yard that we are gonna plan on. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube page, here, wait, wait, wait. Let me double check. Oh yeah, we still have to give out stuff for the contract. We're gonna pick. Someone's Boom. gonna get a sticker. Someone's gonna get a T-shirt, and then the winner, winner can pick whatever they want. Well, we will pick it on the live stream. July first. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, we and... haven't we haven't forgot about that because I know someone messaged me and I was like, no, no, don't worry. We just we have a bunch of shit. No, going that's on good. Right I now. totally forgot about life's been fucking crazy lately. So no, uh, I have the twenty five. I upped it to the twenty first, twenty five. So if you were twenty two and you thought you didn't get in, you got it. You Fuck got fucking in. So we opened it up a bit. You have that. So maybe we'll do. Hold on, free agency. Here, I'm gonna mute this for a second. You ramble. Yeah. On. How about this? I since we kind of already did a giveaway, so actually, I got I should check what we're at right now for our subscribers. Actually, I can't. I think we're at forty. I could be fucking totally wrong. I can't even find the fucking page right now. It's noon our time. Okay, so, so that's even better. So we can, we, like, I guess we, I'm making plans right now, but wake up, you know, do what we got to do. Get the yeah. live stream ready. Should We're we at 42 at subscribers noon? right now. If we are at 60 subscribers by Saturday next week, actually, fuck it. Let's up it. If if you're listening, if we're at 75 subscribers at Only Bruins Podcast on YouTube, by next Saturday, by the time we start the live stream, let's say we start at 11.30 a.m. Saturday morning, Eastern Standard we Time. We might have to start at 11 because, dude, this news is going to start coming okay, 11. right away. So yeah. 11. Yeah. So we'll start at 11. If we reach 75 <laughs> subscribers by then, that's 33 more subscribers by then. So you guys have a week. Uh, we'll do one more little. We'll, I know Brett did our giveaway. I will throw in a giveaway there. Um, anything from the Etsy site that we have posted throughout this past season, I will give away one item from there. You're picking. So you want to do? Couple. We'll do it like this. Then fuck it. Let's get fuck it. We'll do it live. Let's get wild. <clears throat> Instead of having a sticker person, I think maybe. Ooh. Yeah, instead of because like man, imagine just winning a sticker, you know that's that sucks. Fuck that. <laughs> so how we're gonna do it is All right, two stickers. First, first place picks whatever you want. I like that. Um, um from either store. Second and, place. So we'll do we'll do place. Two first place people. We'll do two. Well, first that's what I was gonna people. say. So yes. first place picks from whatever store they want. They get first pick of whatever they want from whatever store. Say it's the Etsy store. Then second place gets a pick from the merch store, and third place gets a pick of our choice. Maybe the holy holy trinity tea, maybe just the tip. It's, <laughs> yeah. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. And maybe the Allmark tea. Who knows? If we reach seventy five subscribers by then, we will have two first place. Yeah, first yeah, place. we'll throw in a a, a super place. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And maybe a handy dandy from the from the one and only downtown Boosie. We'll see. Damn, see how dude. lucky you guys always, get. I've always wanted one. I'm feeling generous. I've always wanted one of those. <laughs> oh, we have yeah. Buddy. It's like that meme. We have Boosie hand jobs at home. The hand <laughs> job at home. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. Ah, it's starting to get off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good time. This is a good time to bring it back to on the rails. And uh, we've there's been there was an article written by Jeff Merrick earlier this week, I believe. Right. Uh, Talking about Kevin Hayes, potentially. Uh, No, it was on not the latest 32 thoughts podcast, but the one before that they're doing two a week now. So it was last week, but it was the first podcast in the week, if I'm not mistaken. Can't even keep up. Um, yeah. Because the podcast I listened to recently was the one I quote tweet or uh, made a tweet about and, or yeah, quote tweeted the Hathaway thing where Ellie Freeman kind of confirmed the things I was thinking about Hathaway, uh, getting an extension with the Bruins but yeah uh, the podcast before that one <clears throat> he mentioned that um the Hayes situation it's pretty much I'll pretty much break it down like this if they buy him out this year they owe 2.6 ish million against the cap if I'm not mistaken um and then every year after that for like four years they owe him like almost or no for three years they owe almost four million if i'm not mistaken and if they just um took a a a contract swap which i've been hearing is that the contract swap would be forbert and a prospect for hayes at pretty much 50 percent, maybe 40 percent retained um then uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, they they they'll be able to get an asset in quotations because they could flip it if they want, and they only have to pay three more years of the contract opposed to four. So, in like what Elliot Friedman was saying is that he has a like a full or he has a modified no trade clause or full no movement clause, something like that, and it's it's pretty much he's picking his situation and where he wants to go or they're going to buy him out. Like what I've heard is the relationship's completely tarnished. He wants nothing to do with the organization anymore. And it is what it is. So yeah. Okay. So if they buy him out, they will owe this year 2.3 against the cap. Then the year after that 2.8 against the cap, the year after that, or sorry, 4.8 against the cap. The following year, 25, 26, 4.8 against the cap. And then for three years after that, it's 1.6 against the cap. So they'll be paying him out for the next six years if they buy him out. The cap hits varying from 1.6 to 4.8. They probably don't want to do that, especially with Briere. And it's like real money you're paying. That's not against that's the cap hit, but this is real money you're paying out of your pocket for your, for a player not to play to your organization. Yeah. Or you could, um, what, like, from what I've heard, you could, if they retain 2.57, whatever, it gets Hayes to a $5 million contract. And that's a a lot easier to trade. And and it kind of seems like something the Bruins would do, especially with the cap going up him essentially pulling a haul and trading like you would you'd be giving up forbert and curtis hall or you know what i mean like it would be just like philly trying to move that contract they would take anything at this point because and and elliot friedman kind of confirmed it that philly's like every day he hears philly's doing something today philly's doing something today and every day we hear donnie's doing something today donnie's cooking today even from elliot friedman donnie's killing the phone lines right now so 
Would you be surprised a Boston guy, a blocker room guy, especially with Felino possibly not coming back, especially with Bergeron not coming back, them needing centermen? Would you be surprised at them bringing on Kevin Hayes at a pretty much fifty percent contract? Like in so the what's end, the fifty percent looking like? What is that like three something? Because what is he getting seven and a half? So he's getting. It's a fucked up contract. I should probably have already like as far no, as he's making seven seven million one hundred and forty two thousand eight hundred and fifty seven dollars. Okay. Like it's such a fucked up contract. You dude. said seven point one instead. Yeah. Of so no, but numbers. what? So that's what I'm saying. So at fifty percent, <laughs> he would be at essentially three point six around there. Yes. Okay. So and, yeah, and like forty percent. You're looking at like four point something. See, I'm not taking Around on Zaka. Kevin Hayes if they don't take on at least 50% of that contract. I just, I, I'm not a big Kevin Hayes guy. Like, yes, I get it. Great, great locker room guy. His, I just haven't seen enough out of his game. And rest in peace and no offense to, you know, obviously Jimmy Hayes, but like Jimmy, we've, yeah. we've, we've tried it here with the Hayes brother before. And obviously Kevin Hayes is the better one and obviously has had the better career as, you know, he's had a pretty decent career, but I'm just, I don't see him being able to be a first or second line centerman. I just don't on a Stanley cup contending team. If yeah. Like if you're competitive, if you're, I just don't think he should be your second line centerman or first line centerman. If you're doing that, you are like, in my eyes, if you're doing that. So then you go down you're the trading, you're trading Zaka the brass. This is yeah. what this is. You're trading to Brusque and you're re-signing Bertuzzi if you're bringing in Hayes, because you can't have like then you become Minnesota, and your first line center is Ryan Hartman or Eric Erickson Eck. Like you know what I mean by that? Like you have three guys that are middle six guys. Like you have your Hayes, who's a who's yeah, he's a top six forward. Maybe if you brought on asked me this question three four years ago. <laughs> Maybe I'd consider it, but I just I'm not on that train, you know. I just yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll ever move the needle for me again, you know. Especially mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing if he's gonna be a third line centerman, sure, but at that contract, fuck no. Or Even if he's coming or if, if they buy him out, he's coming in at one million. Hell yeah, I take Kevin Hayes. Oh yeah, him. absolutely. That's a different story, but I know it just th- these are just things I've been hearing, things that have been floating about. Um yeah, he's been tied to Boston. I mean, he was tied to Boston in the past too, right? Yeah, and that's what like essentially what Elliot Friedman said. I mean, said. it makes it's sense. Like, obviously. You know it's how much Donnie loves his Boston choice. boys. Yeah, yeah, Donnie loves his local boys. Um, you for know, Hayes, for Hayes's camp, it's Columbus or Boston. That's what I've heard, and I've heard Columbus is like we're all good. Just makes me nervous yeah. with this Bergeron news. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know if I said it at the beginning of the pod, but I like regardless of the of the Bergeron news, I'm still on the side of I I'm willing to put my house on the fucking line that Bergeron does come back. I'm not buying into that at all. Fluto's been wrong before. Krejci, I can more so believe. I still think there's a slight chance Krejci comes back just because of what his. I think know. there's more of a chance of Krejci coming signing a contract in December. I could see that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he seems like the kind of guy that would stay fit 
and they fit. He cl- and he can Play clearly jump into the yeah. Like if you had to, you could swap him and Coil, and boom, Krejci's your third line center. That's in yeah. sheltered minutes, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see that. You know, he's he caught he got a little bit banged up towards the end of the season. Obviously, I don't want a full too. full year of Krejci. No, I, I don't either. I think that kind of. I love him. I, in my eyes, he's one of the Great reasons brewing. why we won tw- in twenty eleven. He's one of the reasons why we got to the cup in thirteen and tw- nineteen. Yep. Like I put him with Rask, like Krejci, the most under. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. I one of the most strong. underappreciated. Many years ago, of all time. I wasn't a fan of Krejci, and then I started to understand his game and like see what he brings to the table. He has the ability to slow down the game and make the players around him better while slowing down the game. He doesn't need this, you know, north south speed game kind of kind of game. Jesus, boosty. But did he, he ever? He didn't hit. Yeah, he hit a thousand games, right? Yeah, this year. Yeah. Man, this is gonna be such like because the Hall of Fame just came out and no one that should have went in went in, but Henrik Lundqvist went in, and yeah, Bobby Bruski gave him a nice little shout out. Yeah, but, that but means I saw Tuka's someone is gonna too. go in. Yeah, right? and, and he has to. Lundqvist, if Henrik yeah. went in. I mean, technically, like, technically, the cup champion. A cup. Yeah, yeah. Suck I don't give that, a haters. shit. Like, I get why Tim Thomas will never be in. I get that, but. T- Tuca has a better resume, anyways. Like if you're going on full career stats, and he won a silver for Finland or bronze or whatever. Like he's a better. I still Lundqvist was great and all, but I think Tuca. But this tells me that Char is a fucking a shoe, like a first time shoe in. If you're giving it to those people, like, but then this could. This is where I'm like, okay, like yeah, Keith Kachuk should be in, McGillney should be in. Elias should be in. They're not for whatever reason. Euronic should be in. They'll piss someone off they shouldn't have. But like, there's a serious conversation. It's like, should Krejci be in? He won a cup. I he, th- he was on that world championship team. With Czechia wins their first ever gold. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Just like it's just one of those random things. Like, eventually, like that. To me, it's like a no brainer that Marshawn's in. If you're putting people like they just put in by by the end of his career, yeah, I would, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, like he'll if hit he, a thousand he, games. He'll be if close. He retired to a today. Points. I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. No, no, yeah, I'm talking like post career. But I just I thought it was interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to give that a little bit. I guess yeah, the, no, I I think that's definitely a discussion. Obviously, further down the road, like I, I it leads you to believe that Tuca is going to be. Eventually, eventually, a hall of like fame. If you're putting Luongo, so in many there. Bruins fans are going to be like, so fucking mad. Yeah, but you're, dude, you're putting Luongo and fucking Henrik Lundqvist in there. Like they didn't win shit. Yeah, they were good internationally, but if we're going off that, like I, I saw the McGillney thing. It's like, well, Russian players aren't going to get in now. This motherfucker defected from Russia to play in the NHL. Shut up yeah, about that. He's the most. He's the least Russian player of all time. Like, yeah, no, I know. It's like, it's fuck. wild, man. But yeah, yeah. I uh, we won't get into that. Yeah, I, no, I'm glad you brought that up though because I did see a tweet about it. Like, if Lundqvist is getting in, then without it, like you you have to think without a doubt, Tuka Rask is getting in. Yeah, he's better career stats. Like, yeah, has, Rask has Hasek numbers career wise. You know what how I many, mean? Like, how many times did uh? Did Lundqvist actually make it to the Stanley Cup Finals? Was it once? Once. When they yeah. lost to LA. 
Tuca several times. Oh yeah, shout out Vegas on winning the cup. Did we do that last? I don't f- fuck them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we did because we yeah. talked about Bruce. My yep. days are all a blur. Okay, fuck it. Last one. Do you trade a fucking goalie, Boosie? Let's break everyone's heart. We left it till yes. the very end. Hopefully, no one's yes. listening. Yes, yes, you trade them yesterday, bitch. Trade them both. Stop, Boosie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boosie and fucking bring back um. DPS. Who's the yeah? Who's the guy we trade at the trade deadline that played Kincaid? Kincaid, bring him back. Fucking ride it. No, yeah. but. I hate to say it because the year he had, but Swayman's gone, man. You He's think gone. so, eh? I think so. Oh, no, sorry. Allmark. I Jesus meant Allmark. Christ. By your reaction, I was like, what the fuck did I just well, say? It, the reason Allmark why he hasn't gone. been, the reason why he hasn't been traded is because what we were saying earlier, um, he has a full no movement clause. So yeah. you can't That's, trade him. Okay, yes. So right, but Jill, but you're accepts, right. Like if he accepts one of it, like oh no, this is the thing. You're not trading Allmark at the at LA the baby. No, oh, yeah, you know, like it makes too much sense for both sides. Dude, Krejci put up a thousand games and almost eight hundred points. Like that's he won a cup. Like I don't know. I'm sorry. That's that yeah, just look, came back out of nowhere. Look at but... his playoff numbers. I mean, we could this could be a anyways, topic next week too. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. But yeah. Um <clears throat> sorry. So uh what were we talking about again? Sorry, um, I forgot to mention that uh, fucking what's god fucking damn it, dude. What did you do to oh, me? Oh goalies. Goalies, <clears throat> yes. Goalies. Uh all mark. Jesus fucking Christ. All yes. mark. If 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 he's traded, it's because they have to make cap moves and they're over the cap, which yes. sucks. They don't want to get rid of him. They don't want to get. They want to keep both goalies. But yeah. I can't. So the only thing that I could see if what's what if, wait if Swayman will literally take a one year bridge deal because yeah. the salary cap it's could RFA go too. up as much as four million next year, and with all the salary cap you have going forward. I if he can take a bridge deal at two million dollars, I think fucking Freddie too. Get him to take a one year one one time. Better, one. yes, yes. Like okay, you scored almost twenty goals. Do it again. Yeah, we'll pay you next year. Like I, I just, uh, I. What is your number? What's your number for Swayman? That is like that. You're like um. You got to trade Allmark. What's your what's your swimming number? You say he's like, no, I'm taking a four year contract, and it's at this amount, but it's too what, much swimming. Yeah, so say like for for me instance, like Allmark makes five million, right? If yes. swimming takes over three point five, yeah. I think you trade Allmark. Yes, that's my number. Like I know some people are like. Their numbers four, their numbers five, but like man, they've never paid a goalies more than like eight million dollars. I know, like Tuka was the last. Ever. Tuka didn't even get eight million. What was he? And it was only because we brought in Halak because like we needed to bring in someone to take the load off Tuka. Yeah, and it was like, was like a little more expensive. I I think I guess I that was two point seven five. I think I draw the line at three point five. Because like Andrews three point seven five. I obviously the, it's going to be a bridge deal if he stays with the if both goalies stay. Well, regardless, it's going to be a bridge deal, really, because 
Oh, if he signs a one times two million. The only thing is people can offer sheet him. That's my thing. Like, what if he's like, I think Swayman's down to play ball. I especially where he's at in his Swayman's career. Swayman's enough to bet on himself. I think for one year he would play ball. On a, he would on he a, would play he'd be like oh, okay give me give me this money for one year and I'll go fucking sicko mode and then you fuck yeah. next year like yeah, I can maybe, see that like maybe you trade all at the trade deadline I don't know <laughs> that's, what was, what was that's a I know I must, what was the last time a goalie like flurry flurry I think was Vegas to Minnesota yeah shit yeah I thought I totally forgot about that I was thinking like Andy won the Vesna the year before oh fuck I'm predicting shit again damn it god damn it Barbashev in Vegas god damn it you goodbye uh goodbye (laughs) Hallmark I guess yeah yeah no I just one of them are gone I I was I I just don't like okay I thought he had a partial no, until July first, it's full, and then it turns into sixteen teams. So oh, July first, full. No, ha- sorry, now it's full. At okay. July first, sixteen teams he can pick. He doesn't want to play for. That's a that's, lot of teams, dude. That's a lot of teams, and that's tough. Like, too. D- like Forberts is three, and Halls is eight. Team list that he can't be traded to. Like, okay, that's so a I'm lot of fucking teams. Cap space put out. You yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah. So. 16 is a lot. Dude, yo, what's with Coil, eh? He's got the best contract in the league. Or yeah, job he's, security. He's not yeah. going. I made a tweet like, oh, maybe it's someone we don't talk about. There's no way Coil's going anywhere. He's going to retire a Bruin. No. Yeah, I, I agree there. I agree there. I, he's an 18 no, uh And who's going to take that contract? Outside of the eight teams that we would send it to, do you know Poss- what I mean? Like, yeah, the, possibly the Chicago's, next season, Arizona. I don't see a team taking on that contract no. this upcoming season. Dude, um, people are going to be so mad when Zaka and Coiler are you one and two C next year. So Lindholm has <laughs> a so. <laughs> didn't we also tease the idea of Lindholm possibly being on? Uh, um, Jesus being on the move, and he is a full no move. Yeah, I'll full no, but him. Him, Pasternak, and McAvoy aren't going anywhere. And even Allmark. You can add Allmark into that. Like, I, yeah. I want to trade. I want to trade I don't Allmark. think Carlo is either with that contract. Carlo? Yeah. No. So, Carlo. team no trade? He's got a 10-team no trade come 4. July 1st. 4.1? Dude, fucking Josh Manson makes 4.5. Carlo's yeah. better defensively Jesus than Christ, him. That's a fucking that's a no yeah. dude. The Carlo contract is he should be making like 5.5, maybe six. Like players around the league get paid a lot of money to do what Carlo does. Fucking Adam Larson on Seattle makes like almost six million for doing what Carlo does. Yeah, that's that's fucking wild. It's a bargain of yep. a contract. But I see what you're saying. Like, like you're like from this no tr- no movement bullshit, like I don't know why McAvoy's not on here. I think he forgot him on this list. But out of the list, like McAvoy, Pasternak, Marshawn, even Hall, like a ten team trade, like Hall's like man. Uh, I hate to say, it, but I think DeBrus goes over Hall. Sixteen team no trade list and ten team no trade list. When you could get a number like a first round pick and an A level prospect for DeBrusque, like you could get um Timo Meyer package for DeBrusque. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like if if who who says DeBrusi even wants to resign with Bergeron and Marshawn and in their careers? Like that's his core. Yeah. No, that's true. I I wouldn't be surprised. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Is up that he wants out. I wouldn't be surprised by it. Maybe. I don't know. If you talk to him now and he says, I don't know, trade him. Like, I'm not Johnny, Johnny hockey in this shit. I'm not fucking Hoover doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, teams have learned and I would not. I'm dude. I'm one of DeBrus's biggest fan. I was his biggest support, like supporter when he was going through his tough times. Yep. I always post that meme I made of fucking DeBrus, like is done taking your shit because I fucking <laughs> love that yeah. meme. And like, I would, I, it would kill me. I'd buy his Jersey right away. But business wise, you could get a fucking haul for him. And you, like, not to be punny, you can't really move Taylor Hall. Get a haul for DeBrusque. I don't know. <laughs> See what he did there. I don't know. It's tough, man. But either way, what I was getting at is Lindholm, Pasternak, and McAvoy are going nowhere unless they decide. Yes. Yeah. So fuck off with Marshy Bing, lady fuck whatever with that stupid tweet you had. Or I don't know. I don't know. We're block taking, now, but we're taking your shit. Yeah. When then and then he he chirped me for backing my boy Phil, and then turned around and was like, "But they're trading Lindholm because they think he wasn't good." Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a no movement clause. You idiot. I, th- I think we have screenshots too of tweets he's deleted. I did, dude. It's in my drafts. Yeah. <laughs> I have it in my drafts. Fuck that hey, shit, dude. I keep receiving. Stay petty man. in twenty twenty three, baby. Fuck yeah. It. Hey. I don't feel anything unless I'm feeling pettiness. Exactly. That's that's like a kink of ours, right? So shame kink, petty kink. <laughs> uh, kink. So yeah, I I don't see even Zaka. Back to the goal, back trade. to the goalie talk though. Oh, I yeah. do um I do see one of them being moved, and I I okay, I get it that he has the uh, no move no move clause coming. I think uh, L.A. wouldn't be on there. Well, right now, yes, but well, off, like, yeah, July first, yeah, yeah. yeah you, July first. I don't even think you ask him before. You you're gonna ask your guy who has a no movement clause that's gonna win the Vesna in a couple of days if he wants to get traded. Like, I don't think that. I think they wait until in, into the summer if they trade Allmark. Yes, I. Uh, and it makes it a little bit easier. I mean, kind of just looking at this, it makes it a little bit easier to trade forward after. The draft July. How 4th. annoying is it to look at this, dude? It makes it sense why nothing's happened. Once I saw this today, I was like, oh, that's why we're hearing everything. And that's why yeah. Donnie's on the phones. I guarantee July 1st hits and the Fireworks, Bruins. Baby. Oh, the Bruins are going to have either 10 million in cash space or zero, 10 million and nothing done in the sense of they need to sign some guys and make some trades or zero and it's just been absolute fucking chaos yeah and they have all their business done early with the option of trading a goalie yeah i um i can see that yeah if you have to you can trade all mark before the season starts you know a team will buy him even if it's not to get what you wanted you know someone will take him yeah that's that's what makes it tough it's this full no movement no move clause so it's it's going to be today. Tough. He could get you a haul if you traded yes. him today, right? But do you think he gets traded July? at the draft? 
I don't want to say. I don't want to so, uh, say that there's tampering in the NHL, but <laughs> I would not be surprised to see Olmark traded at the draft because, I, like, you have you you have people on Twitter saying Ryan O'Reilly <clears throat> has already talked to Vancouver about going there because he has got a summer. He's a fucking Toronto Maple Leaf still. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, there's clearly tampering that goes on in this league. That's another thing, too, is, like, if we do get a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois, sign him to one-year deal, and then, like, instantly sign him to a deal like we did Zaka um, for, like, an extension, the NHL has apparently been hammering down on teams doing that since Cockney-Niami did it with Carolina because they paid him all they could, and then they gave him an eight-year deal at four times four. Apparently, the league frowns upon that because it's technically tampering because you have a deal in place. Like It's like if if yeah. Rick Nash worked out, there was a deal in place for Rick Nash to come back, but he was injured, right? There, it was an agreement. He was always, that's Nash. why they made the trade they did. Yeah, they, they were going to extend him. He was always going to come back. Yeah. So, so if you're getting a guy like that, I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. I, yo, I honestly think the Bruins are going to be a team this year. The teams are like, how are they doing this with the cap? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're that type or type yeah. or that tight for it. No, I, I think I joked last week. There's going to be times when you see literally 23 cents like to our name yeah. against the cap. Or like, Lauco going up and down for a week straight for no reason at all. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like wow, this that, whole time he's just happen. been actually staying in Boston. It's just yeah, yeah, no. There's always paper transactions and shit like that. They're gonna have their work cut out for them, absolutely. Donnie's gonna have his work cut out for him. This uh, uh dude, as a right right now, as we're fucking talking, you know, like uh, right now they don't draft to like the fucking nineteenth round, basically ninety second overall. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just you're gonna be waiting a while for. Um, the Bruins to draft. I don't see them getting in the first round unless they want to give up Swayman to get into the first round. But if you're going to trade Swayman to get into the first round, that better be a fucking top 10, 15 fucking pick not to draft fucking the 30th pick in the first round. Yeah. You know? like, so like if you're getting the 30th, if you're getting the 30th pick in the first round, it's because you offloaded Grizzly somewhere you know what i mean like yeah i think he's worth a high second low first but <clears throat> i just i don't really see them getting into the like <clears throat> it's so ass backwards because in my in my opinion i think the first round is deep this year but i don't think the draft itself is deep this year and next year the first round sucks at but the draft itself is really deep um, you can get quality picks in the later rounds. <clears throat> and I keep seeing Dom Tiano talk about getting picks for next year or getting your picks back for this year. Like, unless you're getting in the top, I'd even, I'd give it 20 of this draft. There's some pretty legit players in the top 20 of this draft. I think if you're not getting in the top 20 of this draft, get capital for next year. Yep. I, and I think you just punt whatever you can with the, honestly, I'd I'd fucking package our third and fourth or third and fifth and try and move up in the second round and just get rid of those picks. That's how I I just personally I just think that's how poor the later half of this draft coming up is gonna be. It's very top heavy though, but so I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Top five 
and like are top all- ten, dude, are studs yeah. are gonna be legit NHLers. Like this is like the McDavid um, Eichel draft, like the Pasternak draft. Like it's gonna be packed. Wait, no, twenty fifth. Sorry, the DeBrus draft, the draft we fucking got nobody, but everybody apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have Zaboro lining up fucking beside McAvoy on opening night. So I could see that. I I could totally see that. I mean, suck it. We will obviously be talking about that in August when it's very, 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 very slow. We'll have some fun with it. We'll fuck around with cap friendly on there. This is you already have been, but this is one of the first years in a while where I'm like, I wish it was July 15th. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to know what the Bruins are fucking up to. Yeah, like, so bad because like it's so much uncertainty. Like last year, yeah, there was uncertainty, but like y- you made moves before you signed Bergeron. Like you know what I mean? Like you got Saka. Like you like uh, you signed a couple guys. There was money. There wasn't like you know it was like you were leaving cap space for Bergeron and Krejci. Yeah. Like this year, it's like how like, are you going to get money? Yeah, that well, that's the thing. Like this year. You're probably going to well, you're not probably you're like because you already are, but you're gonna hear a lot of chatter with Donnie working working the phones, but there's gonna be a lot of I mean it's kinda gonna be like Celtic-esque, like well, not this offseason right now for them, but in previous off seasons for the Celtics, tied to everyone, tied to every trade rumor, but nothing actually goes down. You could possibly see that for the Bruins, but I'd imagine yeah, like if the if they don't have every poker in the fire, chance. yeah. Like, I mean, Donnie's also just doing his job trying to tie himself to every fucking name possible. And like I like, dude, I said something dumb to you. I'm like, yo, if fucking if you're in on Pierre Pierre Luc Dubois, like everyone says you are, go to Montreal and be like, yo, we'll take Doc off your hands. Who do you want? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I, I don't I, this is just how widespread it is. That I'm you know, having that thought. Let's get a three-way trade with one of our fucking rivals going. Yeah, so. because we really don't know like which way and how it could go. Like we really don't. I mean, there's we need the Bergeron news. I, I yes, like, we, and it will kind of be like the domino effect. I feel like you'll start to once once you like, yeah, if you wake up Bergeron. to a Bergeron retirement, like I'm like yo, every all bets are off. Yeah, like trade Marshawn for the third overall pick. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting yeah, yeah. wild at that point. Yeah, no, I, it's trade I think Russ, trade Marshawn on Bergeron. You might go a different direction, but I just don't like. You could build a competitive team, but you're not going to be a Stanley Cup competitive, uh, Stanley Cup contending team. Yeah, and it's luckily your game breakers already signed for eight more years in Pasternak, so you're not worried about so, getting like, a superstar. That's well. That's but you need a you need a top center. You, you know what I mean. The prime years of Pasternak, Lindholm, uh, Swayman, Mac. Yeah, they they committed to like if there's a retool, it's you trade Marshawn, you trade DeBrus. Like you it's know what I mean. Retool. It's got to be a quick one. It's, it's kind of like quick. a retool on a fly on the fly. Kind like of what St. Louis is doing, kind of. Yes, and like the Bruins kind of did that essentially too when they first brought in. Um, Cassidy, if I remember correctly, like it was 2015, kind of re- yeah, it was kind of like a retool on, yeah, because you had three first round, dude. Picks. To be honest, you kind of have to give Sweeney snaps for keeping your favorite team competitive this long. There's been yeah, what, no, a couple us, Pittsburgh, 
LA has kind of stayed competitive. They had they had to have a retool or two. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're pulling a Detroit right now. Like, people are gonna look back at this and be like, yo, it was one of the greatest runs in Bruins history. Yeah, because I I think even if you lose Bergeron and Krejci this upcoming offseason, I don't like and you go in with obviously a little bit of a different roster for next season, you're not a team like Detroit, you're still better than a team like Detroit. You're still a competitive team, but Ottawa is a team you got to look out for, but like those no. are the teams you'll be. And as sad as it is, those are the teams you'll be battling against, but it's just for one year. Just, yeah. And, but you they, know, things will change. You got the cap that. space and stuff too, though. So you don't really know like what's going to happen. I'm just worried they're going to be worried about winning in the hundredth in the centennial season and make a dumb decision and sign, like get Pierre Luc Dubois and sign him to a fucking eight times nine million for the future. Yeah, like and you like, know what I mean. Like that's what I'm worried about is them overlooking. Like okay, yeah, it's the hundredth year, but like you could have it like Bergeron be like, yo, this has been a hundred years. I tried my best. It's time for the new people that like, I texted you that the other day. I was like, it wouldn't it surprise me at all. If Bergeron's the type of person be like, my back's starting to hurt. I have a new kid. Like, well, like what the fuck am I doing here? Why don't I just hand the team over to pastor and McAvoy? I did my best. Yeah. Know? No, I, I, I could totally see that. So it sucks either way. Yeah, sucks either <laughs> no way. No matter what. It's like we said, it's gonna be an interesting offseason for sure. And stop We're... coming at me for rumors, guys. Or I'll stop giving them to you. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, not my favorite player. I'm like, hey, I'm just the messenger. Yeah. I told yeah. Sully Sully the other day. It's like, hey, hey, don't you do that. I'm just the messenger, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out I the something Bruins boys. So, uh, shout out to dropping the mitts as they're recording their first ever episode tonight. <clears throat> yes, that too. That'll be dropping Saturday morning. So um look forward to that because that's gonna that's going to be that's gonna be fun. Obviously, it's with your boy Chris Davis and uh Sully, uh one of the hosts of Something's Brewing. So be on the lookout for that Saturday morning. Give them a follow if you haven't already. That'll be a great pod to listen to. Another B and G podcast so it'll be fun i'm interested to see uh chris's takes you know like i've you know i talk to him often i you know interact Mm -hmm. with him on twitter so i'm interested to see how he does um uh recording you know he's he i he's a good he's an awesome guy i i mean we gave him shout outs and we gave him you know stick taps on the live stream Great guy. So I'm excited to see what uh what he brings to the table to the podcast network. So that'll be fun. Yeah, but as far as that, to, I'm just supposed to go on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh fuck, they should have both of us on at the same time. Uh because Chris asked Chris texted me asking me to hop on. I'm like, problem is you guys record Thursdays too. So dude, the funniest thing <laughs> is remember I said in the the um the group with me and Bobby, I was like, "Fuck, man, I'm so pumped for tonight. I might do the whole pod naked." Yeah, yeah. Well, well, your boy did. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> dropping the mitts. If you want this type of energy, hit hit us up, fellas. Fucking rights, baby. I'm sorry. I'm reading this tweet right now. Uh, <coughs> Burns Excuse Cap me. Space put out a tweet of what 
what you can expect uh well what it's kind of looking like for the calgary cap space right now they have 1.6 million left in cap space they do not have wingers for the fourth line as of right now they do not have a fifth defenseman or sixth defenseman sorry and they got a oh that's a sticky situation fuck so and Tofoli's not going to resign with them either so I saw that too yeah so you got to imagine Lindholm, Hannafin, and Toffoli could be on the move, and they're kind of rebuilding on the fly because, I mean, fuck, they got Kadri and Huberdeau tied to that money for some time uh, now. See, so much stuff makes sense to me because, like, a DeBrus, Grizzlick, Frederick package to them makes so much sense to help their fucking problems. I know yeah. I don't, it's not necessarily what I want to do, but then also the Kevin Hayes OEL way makes sense too if Berge, this this is if bergeron yeah. doesn't come back i'm talking to yes no exactly not so, just for fun something something to be on the lookout for uh you you won't see i don't know you yeah, so, really won't see much in the next week or so i imagine no, by our next what, wednesday night i think yeah we're pro thursday oh so we were no thursday. first round's wednesday first oh, round's uh, wednesday yes yeah. i thought yeah the 28th right yeah, and then 29th is no, no, 30th is the second day of the draft. 29th is the first day of the draft because the first is there 31 days in July or June? Sorry. Uh, oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. So it's the 28th? 28th and 29th. 28th and 29th. Damn it. In fucking Nashville, too. Fuck. Yeah, 28th and 29th. And then day off. So you'll get an episode from us on the day off. And then the next day you'll get a live stream with us. So we'll we'll record an episode after the draft on the 29th. And you guys will get it Friday morning like you always do on the 30th. And then the day after that, you guys get to watch us be idiots for like five plus hours on Saturday, which is Canada Day. Oh man, I might be naked oh, for that too. Yeah, I might be. Obviously. Oh, gonna put on a banana hammock with just a little, <laughs> little Canadian leaf just covering. Yeah, my head. there you go. But um, no, that will be something one. to look forward to. So be on the lookout for that. Obviously, follow us on Twitter at Only Bruins Pod at Downtown Boosie at. Oh, I think it's downtown Boosie too, but at Brett Howard. Yeah, you gotta fucking fix that. Yeah, so. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, we're gonna shame. We shamed Grace, so we gotta shame you. Yeah, well, now if she's made it this far in the podcast, she's gonna fucking be bullying me tomorrow at some oh, point. Yeah. yeah, dude, she thought she did a thing like I have a height and height and age in my mind of all you, and I was like, oh, I'm curious. She's like. I was like, shoot. She's like, it's got to be 6'3". Definitely 6'3". I was just like, <laughs> no. Okay, no. I wish. No. I wish. But, but Steve-O, St- Steven, Steve-O, Steve-O told me to uh, say six foot from now on because I'm, I'm a fucking tall. I'm a short 5'10", but whatever. Short 5'10". I'm a tall 5'9". But I'll, I'll round it up to Short kings, dude. Yeah, average. I'm a short six foot. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm a short six six. Um, but six three. 
Damn, I appreciate that. I don't even know why. I like being a short king. Uh, anything you want to add before we wrap it up? Just like I was saying on Thursday, you'll probably have the a lot more rumor boys from us. This was a nice little rumor sure. boys episode. We can um, recap the draft a little bit. Maybe the yeah. Bruins will maybe we'll recap their first round pick if they get in there. I doubt it, but who knows? If you're like been if you've been following the draft a lot and you listen to us, we'd love to have you on for like 15, 20 minutes to talk the draft and who the Bruins picked. You could be a part of that episode. So DM us or the podcast if you've been like legitimately following the prospects this year and you would know stuff to talk about in the third round, fourth round, fifth round type picks. Yeah. Let us know and maybe you can come on and uh get a little quick draft segment with us while we um get ready for the free agency. Yeah, why not? Fuck it, because I don't know shit about Yeah, that's that what I'm far, saying. Like that far into the fucking draft. They're gonna pick some kid like Mason Lori. We're gonna say he's a bust, and then three years from now he's gonna be apparently our top fucking pairing D. Yeah. I wouldn't Fuck. hate that. Wouldn't hate that one bit. Fuck, maybe we maybe we draft someone that gives a swayman swayman a run for his money. Who knows, baby, but we'll see. Ooh, read dick, baby. <laughs> But that'll wrap it up for episode. I actually remember the number this time. Episode 37. Shout out Bergeron. Is that a no, sign that he's no, coming No, back? no, no. Oh, <laughs> is it? Is it episode 37? Yeah, no, it is. It's episode oh, 37. Fuck, so is it a dude. sign that he's coming back? Knowing my unlucky ass. I don't I don't feel great about that. <laughs> I, I, I still I'm convinced. I'm convinced he's coming back. I just, I just, no, same dude. Until it comes out of his mouth, I'm retiring, or the Bruins make a post that Bruins, that Bergeron retired. Oh, God. I can, I got nauseous right there just saying that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, until it comes out of his goddamn gorgeous mouth, I don't believe it. Yeah, same. Like, Krejci, I... yes, but Bergeron, no. He's going to win. Mr. Fucking Selkie, man. Come on. <laughs> so we'll see i mean a lot to be on the lookout for maybe more like you said more rumor boys next week we shall see and then you get double whammy of us next week the live stream the podcast you're welcome thank us later keep the change grab your sunny d's grab your heineken silvers no beer is safe on that beautiful saturday don't you fucking dare forget about my bud light strawberry lemonades you bitch uh irrelevant to me we don't <laughs> <laughs> grab whatever drinking bass join us saturday i just had to throw in the sun i had two sunny d's last time so like i'm definitely gonna drink these while recording with brett just to rub it in his face but it's a fucking war we got a little, <laughs> we got a little war going on right now but yeah, so stay tuned for that. Like we said, by July 1st, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, if we have 75 subscribers, that means we will be picking a second a top. Fourth. Well, a fourth, but a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a su- we'll be picking a super fan. Super fan. Yeah, let's go with that. Well, so it'll be out of our pick. The three the three others will be at a random, but if we get 75, we'll pick a super fan that's been with us since day one. Fucking rights, baby. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Be on the lookout for that. 
we will have Fuck more a fan contest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please <laughs> over here on Only Bruins. <laughs> Fuck a fan contest. <laughs> and then next yeah, thing you know, God. we start an Only yes, Fans. Yeah, yeah. The Only Bruins, Only Fans. Yeah, yeah. Yikes! Shout out Allie Ray. Um, oh, she love us. Yeah, I know. Now that's gonna get me the unfollow. Watch. <laughs> oh man, she listens. She knows what's up. Yeah, she's a fan. What's up, baby? But that'll wrap it up for episode 37, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Like we said, follow us on Twitter so you can stay up to date. Uh tomorrow we'll tweet out um we'll tweet out the uh fucking well today as you're listening, we will tweet or no, we'll tweet out Saturday. We'll give you a one week heads up of our and we'll tweet out our YouTube page and we'll remind oh, yeah. Also, be on the lookout this weekend. We might play some uh, video games online. Awesome. If yeah, you want to come hang out and drink with us. We might be doing a little... Yeah. We might um, show show the fellas that something's brewing that they fucking suck and we blow. <laughs> Get off your knees. You're blowing the <laughs> So we shall see. Maybe we'll have a little competition there. Is there a weird place? Oh, dude. Go? No. They, t- Are you kidding me? These guys probably check like... I know Sully and Mel, they probably scouted me out. They know that I was top 50 at one point, fucking D <laughs> on fucking shell. And they're scared, so they bought PS5s. And I get it. I, I get, get it. it. That's that's very logical. Yeah. That makes but sense. Before a crossover pod, we gotta we gotta create something. Yeah, they yeah. don't want smoke, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. They don't want this. Come on here and defend your title, boy. Yeah, fucking chicken shits. <laughs> <laughs> Little <laughs> fucking pugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> See you in the chat later. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, that'll wrap it up for Only Bruins. Thank you for tuning in. We love you all. Stay cool. Go Bruins, bitch.